The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the August 27th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Getting ready to finish up the second part of our Yahoo Default Rankings breakdown. I actually just wrote the Abusing the Default Rankings for Yahoo on the Draft Guide, which should be out next week, which is awesome. Um, with me to break down these Yahoo ranks is Tommy Beer. What's up, man? What's up, sir? How much, man? Other than there's no water in my house right now. <laughs> I was just saying to Tommy that my, I had a pipe break in my front yard, so... No water in my house, which is awesome. Uh, you, I never really realized how much I need water. Like, apparently, it's the building block of life or something. So hopefully, it's a it's a lot of bottled water to drink. And yeah, it's funny thing is, I just bought a new water filter for my fridge. Like I did, I got it that day, and then my pipe, my pipe breaks. So just like oh god. Anyways, we won't talk about my my stressful issue. Let's talk about. Your stressful issue, fantasy basketball. Um, we, we stress over it like crazy, but we love it. Anyways, um, so Ryan and I went over the top 75. We talked about like guys we like, guys that were too high, too low, Kemba being really high at 12, so on and so forth. So definitely check that out. Um, but we want to talk about some players you could take later in your draft. There are a lot of them. Um, Yahoo, again, they usually make a big update pretty much after football season. So these guys that are ranked absurdly low, like we talked about DeJounte Murray a lot at 155. He's going to be moving up soon. Obviously, the the big ballers that we like, Jared Allen and even Miles Turner at 60 is too low and so on. But we wanted to kind of dive in. Um, we, again, we covered the top 75, so let's just kind of pick it up from there. Um, the last person that I wanted to talk about that we didn't was Will Barton. Um, he is really good. I mean, he's pretty much a top 10 small forward and he's just shy of a hundred. He sits there at 95. Um, this guy should be going top 60. Uh, I think he's going to have a big season. He's going to play big minutes. I'm not worried about Isaiah with him as much as I am with Jamal Murray. Um, going to fill it up. I, I think he's going to be efficient this year. Denver's offense is crazy good. Mentioned their strong schedule. So Will Barton's a guy, especially with shooting guards really thin late. So if you could pick up Barton at like 65 or 75, which would be crazy, that's a, a mega steal. Yeah, a um, lot to like about Barton this year. Um, you know, obviously with Wilson Chandler out of the mix, um, is a guy that averaged, you know, 30-plus minutes a night. Um, those those minutes on the wing are definitely up for grabs. And we know Barton, um, his kind of specialty is his versatility. Um, can play some point, can play some two, can play some three. Um, can even run him at the four, depending on matchups. The other team goes small. Um, so he's going to be on the floor a lot. They just committed major money to him. Obviously, they view him as a key foundational part um, of their future, their franchise. Um, yeah, so I'm not as high. You know, I think 60 would be a little bit high for me. Um, but, yeah, I think as you get closer to 70, 75, that's, that's when his value is kind of, uh, you know, in line with, uh, with his price tag. Is there anybody you think you would prefer over – Will Barton that you know goes in that neighborhood. Um, neighborhood. Let's see. Um, what about? I mean, 
KCP's ranked higher than him. I assume you would take Barton, right? Uh, yes. That's easy. Uh, let's see. Let's see if we can find one. Ingles. I know Ingles is he's pretty fantasy friendly, but I'd easily take Barton. I'd take Barton too. Higher upside. Yeah, I would take Josh Richardson. That's pretty. I think that's you're in agreement there. I'd take Rich. Uh, I would take him over Collison, who's shooting guard eligible. That's easy. Agreed. Are you on Collison? I haven't had you on in a while. I've been low on Collison. I am concerned about Tyreek. I think they're going to close with him. He says he wants to play next to Depot. I don't think they're going to want to take Boyan off the floor. Obviously, Thad's pretty good. They don't really want to play Boyan at the four too much, unless it's someone like LeBron at the four or something like that. So I think he's going to get pinched sometimes. Agreed. I am down on Collison. Um, I was doing the team previews for the guide, um, and one player um, likely to bust uh, for the Pacers, I picked Collison. Um, a couple of things. As you mentioned, not only did they bring in Evans, they also drafted Aaron Holiday out of UCLA, who at 24 was a steal. He's a talented player, um, and he should get some minutes. Um, and uh, they also have a quality backup in Corey Joseph. So those three quality point guards on the roster, and just kind of in relation to Holiday, um, both Collison and um, uh, Corey Joseph are in the final year of their deal. So are they, you know, did they view Holiday as their point guard of the future? Or are they going to bring one of those guys back or two of them? You know, so, you know, I think they're going to want to make, see what they have in Holiday. Um, and if they're going to commit to him going forward, um, you mentioned Evan, so his minutes going to come down. The other thing was Collison actually led the league in three-point shooting percentage last season. I think it's very safe to assume that those percentages will come back down to earth. Um, so if he, you know, regresses to the mean, regresses towards his career, you know, three-point field goal percentage, um, those are, that's going to knock down his value a little bit. Um, so while I assume he'll be solid, um, I certainly wouldn't pay last year's price for him this year. I, I think there's definitely some regression there. So uh, I don't, I don't think I'll have him on my roster. Going yeah, I, he's going too high. Uh, just he's 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 going to have a decent floor. Just yes, he's yeah. so fantasy friendly. And one, one, one thing I'll add, I don't really think Holiday's going to affect him. There was an interview on NBA TV when he was on there over Summer League. And like the what I kind of ascertained with my uh, fantasy decoder ring I got on here was it just seemed like he was thinking more long term. Right. So I'm not sure he's going to make an impact this year. But again, he looked good. So maybe you know, maybe he shines in preseason or whatever. But not too worried. I'm more worried about Tyreek, which again... Yeah. Uh, and I also got Tyreek at 151 in one of my... I never draft Tyreek, but I had to take him at 151. That's great. So, yeah. uh, sticking with the Nuggets, another guy who I've wound up drafting a lot, especially because I'm always looking for point guards late, and that's Isaiah Thomas. Uh, again, he's not going to play 30 minutes, we don't think. He's going to have issues. Obviously, he was a disaster last year. Didn't even shoot 40%. Didn't even shoot 38% from the field last year. Um, 37.3. But, I mean, this guy gets to the line pretty well. He's going to shoot threes. He's in a great offense. Great fantasy schedule late in the season. Uh, I mean, if he plays 23 minutes, you're going to be fine. He's going to produce for that at that value uh, at near 100. And he, I've never seen anyone jump up and take him. I've probably done 10 mocks on, on Yahoo. And he always falls. He's always like 100-something. Usually it's me that takes that takes him at 100. But, um, yeah, I'm down. I mean, if, if I'm in a pinch and I need a point guard, like, I would take him over Collison easily. Mm. I, I think I, – I, I don't think I would. It's close. I think it's all about risk tolerance, probably roster composition, how your first eight, nine rounds gone. Um, you know, do, can you – do you have a solid floor, a good foundational team? Did you take risks early? Um, or you're more comfortable taking risks late. I am not high on Thomas. I, I need to see him play first. 
he was a shell of himself. Obviously, we know last year, and that's and we haven't seen him play since he had that major surgery. Um, will he be that, right since that MVP caliber season? That season, since that MVP caliber, <laughs> listen, his MVP, that MVP season was ridiculous and yeah. amazing. And First round even, value, and absolutely. And if you tell me I get even seventy percent of that, he's a steal at a hundred or even ninety or whatever the case 50% is. Fifty percent of that is be worth it. Uh, agreed, but how many? What's if you is he going to play more than sixty five games this year? Uh, I mean, at that price, I'll find. I'll be willing to find out. I think sixty five is a, a good. A, I'd be happy if you play sixty five games. Sixty five, yeah. That price tag. I, I I think I you know uh, you know in your comparison, I think I'd rather seventy five Collison games than than sixty Isaiah Thomas games. I guess would be would be my thinking there. Um, I'm just worried a little bit about his upside. I I understand people gambling. Um, I tend to be a little bit more risk averse um, on draft day when it comes to guys coming up injury as opposed to guys, you know, bouncing back to their career percentages or, or down years, or et cetera. Um, but that hip injury is a major, major surgery. It's a major um, concern there. Um, you know, so I, I'm, I'm a little bit uh, a little bit more hesitant to pull the trigger on Isaiah than, than you. But I certainly understand the reasons for the the reasons to be enticed by the upside. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see any other point guards with that kind of upside in that neighborhood. I mean, the way Yahoo has him ranked, like D'Angelo's 81, but he goes way earlier. People people reach for him at like 55, even 50, even 45 in some cases. Um, and there's just nobody else. Like, I mean, I think Levine's um, better by a good margin. I kind of are you? Do you like Levine? Ryan doesn't. Jonas does. I do. I do not. Okay. No. Fishy was terrible again. Another guy who was hurt last year. Yeah. But and con- crazy inefficiency with crazy high usage. I see the usage. I see that Chicago needs to score. So I mean, that's kind of why I like him. But it's just pure upside. And again, shooting guards. There's you're, you're kind of grasping at straws. Um, really, after 65. I mean, Yahoo's not as bad because so many people are multiple eligible, but I mean, there's not that many strong plays there. So, I don't right. Know. Uh, okay, so moving on here. Um, Alan Crabbs, 98. He never gets drafted. And Alan Crabbs was so good last year, especially late in the season. Uh, so I'd rather like him. And then Markel Fultz, uh, buzzy guy. He's ranked higher than he probably should be. He's ranked 99. Um, people reach, people take him six, 65. I've seen him go, eh. 75 80 I've seen him go there uh and I guess it makes sense the Drew Hanlon crew so are you in on um Fultz or Crab or anybody I, else I like Fultz I gotta admit I'm very <laughs> very good by Fultz I want him like on at least one team you know that type of situation I want to have I want to own some shares of Fultz this year I, I think he's gonna bounce back well I prefer not to have to reach for him I hope he falls to me in the 90 to 100 range and I, I think he will in most drafts um I'd love him you know a little bit later than that um, but, uh, you know, depending on how my early drafts go, if I don't have them, I, I will be willing to reach a little bit for them. I won't go crazy um, because there's, you know, reasons to be pessimistic. But um, I think there's a clear path to playing time. Marco Bellinelli's out in Philly. Um, a first round pick um, is sidelined with the Jones fracture. Um, so there, I think there's minutes there. Uh, you know, there's very little depth behind J.J. Redick at the two. I could see Fultz playing off the ball a bunch. Obviously, they have, uh, you know, plenty of point guards, uh, you know, with, with Simmons and, and McConnell. Um, but I think, um, you know, Simmons could play some some forward this year and, and let Fultz handle the point guard for the second unit. Um, and, I, and I think, again, this is a guy that was dominant in college as a freshman in the Pac-10. I mean, 23 points, six rebounds, six assists, shot over 41% from three. Assuming that jump you know, worked out and figured out and, and back on track. And um, obviously he'll be, 
is there a player that'll be that'll be more closely watched in the preseason than Fultz? I, I, I don't think so. I mean, he's at least in that conversation. Um, maybe Isaiah Thomas, the aforementioned Isaiah Thomas, will be um, one of those guys as well. But uh, assuming he shows that he can, you know, has some comfort and confidence in that jumper, I think the upside is very, very high there. We'll be borbing bur- every single Markel Fultz preseason game. I can guarantee you that. Every practice. <laughs> every practice, yeah. Every press conference. Like, yeah. He's definitely yeah. a top Mount Rushmore of most covered guys in the preseason. Uh, so moving into the after 100 range, we talked about Kyle Anderson a lot. Um, again, he's going like 55-60. I've seen him go, and I think it's worth it. Um, again, just really, really versatile with the stat stuffing. Shoots the ball well. Not that great from the line, but that's fine. It doesn't go there enough to really matter. Um, he could be a 1.8 steal. Maybe he gets to a block. Uh, he got 0.8 last year. He's going to get over a three. Um, point by a good. I think he can. Eh, I think he can maybe get half a three. I don't know. I think he'll get close to a three. I think he'll be better. He wasn't much of a three-point shooter, but yeah, you're talking about a guy who's going to score. Um, you know, teens rebound. Uh, I think he's. I mean, he's. Do you think he's going to score in teens this year? I think that's the question. I mean, it's a guy's career scoring average is like five points a game. Um, I think that three, you mentioned the, the three-pointers. I think he needs to get to a three-pointer per game to kind of maximize his effic- you know, maximize his, his potential value. Um, you know, he hasn't really, you know, the, the Spurs are a team that, you know, doesn't, uh, you know, focus on the three-point shot much. Um, they're, they're kind of a, a relic in that respect, um, usually near the bottom of the league in, in terms of total attempts. Um, and Anderson, didn't, you, you would assume that he has that shot in his arsenal. Um, we'll see if they, you know, if he's encouraged to take it more with the Grizzlies. Uh, the Grizzlies have some depth on their wig, but um, you know, not qu- you know, it depends on what you would term quality depth. You know, it was Dylan Brooks certainly is not going to get the same amount of playing time that he did last year. Um, you know, they they brought in Caspi, which could eat into Anderson's minutes. But I, you know, they obviously committed um, a hefty chunk of salary cap space to him, so they believe in him. Um, I, I'm optimistic that he can you know, you know return sell value. I wouldn't reach as high as the 60s. Um, you know, 50s and 60s, but um, if he's there a little bit later than that, uh, he's certainly a guy that I'll, I, I wouldn't be mad having on my team. 75-80 is kind of where I've been taking him. I think so. That makes sense. Yeah. Again, just for the, the steals, which I think are going to be really good. And they're basically saying they want to play his style. Um, they've Bickerstaff has said multiple times that the way they're going to run their offense is as much movement as we can, use the shot clock and all that. So they definitely they, they picked him up for a reason. And like I said, they want to play him in four positions. Um, so that's really the headline for me on that one. Uh, other guys that we like here. I thought Nick Batum being ranked 105 is interesting. He's going to play small forward. Uh, we saw Rick Bonham just recently said that MKG's minutes are expected to go down because they want to play Batum there. They want to play Malik Monk. And they want to get Jeremy Lamb more involved as well. So these are good things for Batum. Um, do you think he can actually shoot the ball somewhat well? Um, I think his threes are going to go up. I mean, he's going to get you five and five assists and boards. So I'm interested. I've yet to draft him, though. I love Batum, a guy like Batum that slips to fall, like a consistent, proven, established veteran. I love filling out, you know, fleshing out my roster um, in the mid to late rounds with those type of guys. Um, you know, can kind of be, can kind of um, expect. Uh, he had a down year last year in terms of efficiency. I think he can bounce back a little bit. Um, you know, across the board, um, it's a guy that they committed over $100 million to a couple seasons ago. 
and they had competition to do so that, you know, the league values his skill set. Um, I think, uh, you know, him, him going back to a more natural position next year. Um, I like his upside, assuming he falls, um, you know, in that general range. Uh, I'm very comfortable taking him. Yeah. Uh, and then Boogie Cousins is 107. Pretty much if you have an IR spot, you're going to probably have to take him around 60 or so. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and also to tie into this, uh, KP, it's weird that they rank Cousins at, there at yeah. 107 and then KP's 249. Like, that's just odd to me. It, it, yeah, that's that's bizarre. I assume they'll correct that. But I think we've talked about this before. Cousins won't be on any of my teams. I, I, I won't, I don't, I'm not going to invest. Uh, Even at like – I've got him after 100. After a hundred, I would definitely consider it. That's yeah. then you're then you're talking flyers, and then I feel confident enough that I can work the waiver wire and stash him on IR, etc. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned, like somebody, I assume somebody will reach for him before around seventy-five, something yeah. like that. Um, and that, and that's too rich for my blood. And then they have the five-three-four close to their schedule too, so that's another yep. plus. Uh, other guys, there's a lot here. <laughs> this could take a while, but. Two guys in particular in this range, in this 101 to 125 range. couple rookie big men. Um, I'm all about Wendell. This is no secret if you've listened to this pod before. I will take him at 65 if I have to. Um, if I feel like he's going to go, I'm going to grab him at like 65, 70. I think he has an unbelievably strong fantasy skill set. Efficient, shoots the ball well. He's going to make a three, I think. He's going to block over a shot, maybe a block shot and a half. I think he's going to play on a fast offense. All these things are great. The guy in front of him is on the trade block. He's possibly gets cut. I don't even know. I mean, they obviously don't really value Robin Lopez long term with how they treated him to the finish last season. So um, I love, love, love Wendell. Uh, if I have to have a rookie, it's probably him. Um, obviously, I love Jaron Jackson and couple other guys um luca but wendell's my my boy yes i, I your your wendell love is much professed uh, <laughs> and for that reason i don't expect to get him in any of the roto world drafts that we <laughs> yeah. do um if you don't take him somebody else will i'm not on high as high on him as most i certainly understand the upside look terrific in summer league his skill set is you know uh, ideal for today's you know modern big he can stretch the floor um shoot high efficiency i'm just not sure that he's ready to put it together uh next season as a young kid first year in the league kind of getting his get getting his feet underneath him um he has some competition for minutes up front um you know uh, robin lopez i assume by the second half of the year i think carter's a guy that his value will decrease um, after draft day, and as, if he doesn't put up big numbers early on, I can maybe get him in a trade or um, in some shallow leagues if you know if, if guys aren't aren't willing to hold on to him. Something along those lines. I, I think that that's a bit of a stretch, but um, I think Lopez will get some minutes early on as they try to build up his trade value if any of it's left. Um, ditto for Feliciano; they committed 32 million over four years to him last Oops. summer. Exactly. Um, so hopefully they'll, you know, I, I think their their hope is that he'll be able to provide some, you know, return on on investment. Um, so they build. I, I would assume want to get him some minutes early on, and um, you know, see if he can contribute. Um, and then Carter will kind of work his way into the mix uh, slowly but surely. He'll definitely have a role and and, and play relatively consistent minutes early on um, but I don't think he'll hit his full stride and become uh, you know and sort of maximize his potential in the upcoming season you know towards the second half of the year when the Bulls commit to uh, you know more to the the young guys just as they did 2017-18. One thing I'll add to the Bulls late season schedules trash they had yeah. a really bad late schedule so that stinks man so 
could do the old if Wendell balls out, you could foist him onto somebody else with the bad playoff yep. schedule. Um, one guy I haven't really been targeting, and that's because okay, so I mentioned this on Twitter the other day. If you draft Kevin Love, we talked about his 28 and 15 splits with LeBron off the floor, so he has tremendous top 10 upside. If you draft him, you take Larry Nance at like 90, 85, maybe even 75. I think Larry Nance is a must handcuff. I think he's going to have minutes regardless. He's going to shoot the ball well from the floor. He could be a one and one guy. Even one, one and one. Maybe, eh, no, he won't make a three. Um, but possible double double. Uh, I think he's going to be pretty strong. I've been a Nance guy. He's always been pretty good in the steals area. So um, definitely a guy. Again, if you draft Kevin Love, make sure you get Larry Nance. And you, you're going to have to take him around three, Love. But yeah, same with, and like I said too, with Kyrie, if you draft Kyrie, take Terry Rozier at like 100. Like, you got to handcuff those guys. They're very injury prone. Obviously, they have a high upside, but those are kind of probably the two most important handcuffs in fantasy to me. Agreed. I think you nailed it. Um, those two guys, I'm sure there are others, and maybe we'll dedicate a column to them at some point. Um, but yeah, and, and, and even with those guys, I mean, you know, it's sometimes in football, I'm hesitant to take a handcuff because the guys have such little value if, you know, Gurley stays healthy or if Le'Veon, based, Le'Veon Bell stays healthy. Um, in deeper leagues, a guy like Nance is going to be able to contribute, um, you know, even coming off the bench if Love stays healthy most of the season and did it for Rogier, uh, maybe, you know, to a slightly lesser extent, um, depending if, you know, if everyone stays healthy in Boston, um, smart, et cetera. Um, but Nance is a guy, yes, his per 36s have always been encouraging. Um, and, uh, you know, I assume going forward that they'll definitely find obviously with LeBron out of the mix he's you know Nance isn't going to play three but LeBron played some four last year so there'll be some minutes that opened up um, that Nance should be able to take advantage of yep a lot of usage to go around uh, he could play some five as well so definitely in a good position uh, we'll see if they extend him which it sounds like they're going to that's kind of their top order of business um, kind of semi skipped over Jared and Jackson led into him obviously if I if you draft with Jonas you're not going to get him uh, <laughs> he'll take him at like 50 but um I prefer Wendell over JJJ. Long term, I like JJJ. But, I mean, the blocks are going to be so nice. Um, and you're banking on an injury. Again, Jamichael couldn't stay healthy last year. Obviously, Gasol didn't get, get healthy last year. Chandler Parsons is a third-string power forward um, for the max contract. Um, so there's an opportunity. Again, the, the main takeaway I had for Summer League is I love that he's playing power forward. I think playing two positions is really going to help his floor and really get him going earlier. Agreed. Um, but I have very similar concerns to Carter with JJJ. Uh, I think they'll bring him on slowly. Remember, Jackson was the youngest player in the draft, 18 years old. Um, you know, and they have, you know, with J. Mike and, and Gasol up front, they have established veterans. They're going to make a playoff push. They're not one of these teams that's, um, you know, in complete rebuild mode. They want to make the playoffs next year. They want to win, you know, 40 plus games. 50. Um, 50. 50. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, I would rather Doncic, uh, and then either Carter or JJJ, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I think Aiton, I would take ahead of both of those guys too. Um, so yeah, I'm a little bit less, uh, bullish on, on those two rookies than, uh, than you and Jonas. Before we talk to a- about Aiton, um, one player I semi skipped over a guy who I burned me hard last year, uh, who was hurt most of the season now, uh, Avery Bradley. Uh, would you pounce on? Would do you? I'm I'm not drafting him. He burned me too. Like much like Marquise Chris, he burned me too bad. Like I I, I seeing his if I seeing his name on my roster will bring too many painful memories <laughs> after just wanting to cut him for so long last year. And I held um, on too long. I'm hoping that enough people feel that way that he starts to slip in drafts because I do like his upside. Yeah. Um, 
I wish he had gone somewhere else other than re-signing Los Angeles. I'm worried about on a on a on a tangent, you know, on a tangential note. I'm a little bit worried about Lou Williams not being able to replicate his value. There's just so many guards in Los Angeles, you know. Assuming those guys, um, Beverly and and uh, you know and and. Um, uh, you know, if, if if Bradley can come back healthy, they drafted SGA um, and Robinson with a 13th overall pick, and Teodosic, if he's healthy, um, just is there enough minutes to go around in that backcourt is a, is a question. So um, while I love Brady uh, Bradley's upside, I, um, it, I guess it depends on where he falls. If he falls to around the hundred or so, um, I'd be willing to pounce. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so going into the 126 to 150 range, there is a nice little pocket. Uh, 127, 128, 129, 130, and that's in order. Jeremy Grant, Brandon Ingram, Jonathan Isaac, who we talked about a ton on this. He's on. He's on our Mount Rushmore of most talked about players in this podcast. Uh, and then DeAndre Ayton. Ayton's so low, man. The first mock I did on Yahoo, I was like, "Whoa!" Someone took Ayton at like 85. I was like, "What? He's still there?" And so yep. ever ever since I've learned that, I've been routinely taking him at like 65, 70, um, a guy I, I wind up with a lot on a lot of my teams. And again, it just depends who you draft with, but if you draft with people who aren't too savvy on who, who to take after 75, you can get him late. But if it's a legit draft and everyone's on their P's and Q's or Aiton's and Isaac's, then you're going to have to be a little bit more aggressive, and that's fine. Um, I think Aiton could go top 50, easy. Um, before the rankings came out, I think I had him... I have him high. I have him like center ten. Um, I think he's going to be good, man. I think he's going to shoot the ball all right. Um, gonna, I think his blocks are going to be a lot better than people think, too. That Phoenix is going to play really fast. It's going to create a lot of opportunities for him. Keeps his fouls down. I think he can be really, really helpful. Yeah, I'm very interested to see what kind of pace the Suns play at on the Igor. Um, I, I, again, I, I uh, like you suspect that they'll be moving the ball quite a bit. Um, yeah, I was like, I, if I could just add to that, they talked when they had the press conference. That was like a huge underlying theme, right? Like it was, and, and obviously teams say that all the time, except for the Grizzlies. But like it, it like really jumped out at me. So sorry, right, right. Um, and yeah, with Aiden, there was a couple kind of you know red flags um, in college in terms of his rebound rate and block rate and, and you know effort uh, defensively. I, I expect, he certainly has the physical skill set and the tools to be a much better defender, more aggressive rebounder, et cetera. Um, and I expect him to do just that once he, um, it, it, you know, as a rookie. Um, but yeah, in terms of physical tools, um, you know, if he can knock down a, you know, a, you know, half a three pointer a game, um, we'll see how many he attempts. Um, that would certainly be a plus, um, but he's good form. Should be able to knock down his free throws. Um, yeah, I am high on Aiden. Um, I think uh, it's not crazy to have him within your top 10 centers, you know, or top 12 around there um, because that, that upside is very enticing. So my hot take, I do have him center 10. And I have him over someone that probably is hot takey. Uh, I have him one spot ahead of Al Horford. Well, that, now that's a hot take. Yeah. I have my, oh, I'll, get, I'll sneak at you sneak my board here. Uh, so... Center seven, Turner, eight, Capella, nine, you already know who it is, Jared Allen, uh, <laughs> Aiton, Horford, Wendell, uh, at number 12, and then Marcus All, and then Vooch, and then Bell, and I'll stop there. You got to get the draft guide for the rest. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Where did Horford finish in terms of center position last year? You know, Late in the season, terrible. Like he was, right, he, right, right. he was so bad late in the season. But uh, overall, I think he finished like fourth rounder. Right, right. So I'm I'm saying he would finish within the center top eight, no? 
Kyle. Yeah, I think that's right. I can check real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would definitely, I would certainly, you know, take him over the, those rookies. But um, that's an interesting hot take. Yeah, he's finished 43rd per game at 72 yeah. game clip. So that's, I mean, what? A, and again, he was bad late in the season, man. Like, I, and that's, he, but that's including his bad stretch. Yeah, it's the well, he was great to start the season. Yeah, like yep. he was like, a, I want to say second rounder. And then yep. the last month and a half of the season, let me actually pull this up. I could look at his last two months, I guess. Uh, going strong. off basketball yeah. monster here, uh, Horford. Yeah, eighty-two, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like that's not who I drafted. So, I mean, they're gonna have more talent on the team. I'm off Celtics entirely, pretty much. That's another thing I always say in this pod. Uh, okay, moving on to let's see here uh, again. That pig, uh, Isaac. I talk about Isaac too much. Again, I take him, I'll take him in the late sixties. Um, we haven't wow. really talked. To, yeah, man, Jonas and Ryan, we all love him, man. Where are you at I, on him? I love his talent, um, especially defensively, even though that doesn't help. Um, I think he's going to be a great perimeter defender. Um, I'm not willing to reach that four for him. I was looking at their roster. I'm not sure where he finds enough minutes. They got they got a pretty stacked. Uh, do you think they could go with the, the – the, I would love to see a little bit of a, of a Isaac Gordon Bamba front line at times. Um, and I think we'll see that sporadically. But um, they have a pretty decent depth uh, up front. So I'm not sure exactly where he, he gets the majority. You think he's going to play? Because per basketball reference, I think it was he played 98% of his minutes at power forward last season. So I assume that they'd play him a little more to the three going forward. But, you know, they may see him as a small forward. So I'm not sure exactly um, where he gets a, you know, I think it's difficult to project him averaging more than, Oh, you know what? Twenty-four minutes a game, something like that. Do you think he'd get up? You know, in the high twenties, around th- around thirty. I'll take twenty-four minutes uh, yeah. all day. I mean, this guy only needed didn't even get twenty minutes. He still got one point two steals, one point one blocks. Um, again, they made it pretty clear they want to play him on the perimeter, and they also made it pretty clear they want to play him next to Aaron Gordon, potentially start him. Um, those two. So I think it's fifty-fifty. He starts. I think he's gonna again. He's shining summer league. Um, the coaching staff highlights him every time they get to say who's working hard in the offseason um he was kind of like a leader of summer league i feel like he and he also took mobama under his wing like it's all just coming up roses man like if he stays healthy he's gonna be a monster so i'm again one of my most aggressive draft targets for sure i I have him crazy rank high too man like if you think my eight and hot takes high (laughs) (laughs) i have him ranked where did where do i have him Ahead, yeah, dude. It's here. You go. One other, one other hot take for you. Oh, I got get the, get the fire extinguisher. Right? I got John Isaac ahead of Blake Griffin. <laughs> now that's uh, now we're talking. Yeah, about it's how we roll, man. But uh, I think Griffin's too injury risk for me, and obviously Isaac is too. But whatever, Blake has burned me many, many a times. All right, uh, are you drafting Ingram? I don't think I am. He goes pretty hurt, pretty early. Uh, I won't unless he falls a little bit. I, I'm, I'm skeptical. You know, we've seen the LeBron effect on, on players' fantasy prowess. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely not drafting Ball. I probably steer clear of Ingram. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm kind of off most Lakers. Yeah, and so two other guys that also are mentioned on this podcast quite frequently are Jordan Bell at 143 and Dejounte Murray at 155. Two guys I absolutely target every time, especially Dejounte. I've mentioned this multiple times, like. I'm always looking for guards late. Just the way my, I have so many big targets in the middle, as centers, power forwards in the middle of the draft. I'm always like, okay, I need another point guard, like Isaiah, like I was saying. So um, I'm aggressively drafting DeJounte, like 65 ish. 
A little bit high for me. I don't love DeJounte. He burned me a little bit last year. I thought he'd, um, you know, produce a little bit more than he did. I, the Spurs, in, you know, just the system, um, Pop's still there. They have some depth, you know, they're, you know, Brent Forbes and those other guys that they'll bring in and find minutes for and Patty Mills, et cetera. Um, so uh, I'm actually, I definitely agree with you on Bell. I love Bell. Um, I think that the, the specter of DeMarcus Cousins, people overvaluing DeMarcus Cousins re- results in them greatly undervaluing Jordan Bell. I love Bell this year. Um, definitely want to reach for him. Um, but uh, Murray, I'm a little bit. Uh, OK, up. you're yeah, you're on the island there. Everybody yeah. else loves DeJounte. One, one more hot take for this one. Yes. Guess who I have DeJounte higher than? Take a guess. It's pretty it's probably bolder than the other ones. Oh, bold. It can't be bolder than Blake. Uh, it's pretty bold. Well, um, <laughs> it's one guy I refuse to draft because I think he's going to get hurt, and he already has a cap on his games going into the season. You don't have him over Kyrie, do you? Get your cereal box shoes out and sit on the sidelines, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have him over Kyrie. <laughs> I, have Kyrie four, I have Kyrie 14. Wow. I refuse, dude. I refuse. So that's more about Kyrie, than right? Him. Yeah, it is. Like I, I still have, like I have Eric Bledsoe eight. Like so, I have him considerably. Okay. I have Eric Bledsoe higher than John Wall. Interesting, yeah. um, but yeah. I understand that um, uh, he, 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 he was a he was a beast the second half of last season when he played number, with Wall. Number nine, last two months of the yep. season. Yep. But yep. Love him. Okay, so no more hot takes for this pod. I'm already going too much overload here. It's like we're like a. <laughs> talk show or something um bench so who else uh we skipped over hazonia for a sec um thoughts on him uh i i draft him a lot i like him um again i think the um i like him and Knox and and, and some of the other knicks i think there's a big opportunity there um the knicks are going to need people to score the ball um without kp again i expect uh kp to miss at least the first three months or so um and as a result, there's a big usage and, and, sh- and shot attempts opportunity. So guys like Tim Hardaway Jr., um, Knox, and, and Hazonia, I think, are the primary beneficiaries there. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think Hazonia makes good value uh, later in drafts as well. Yeah. I have Hazonia pretty high. Let's see when I the hot takes coming or what. I have him at 19. Uh, so you're looking at – I have Ingles ahead of him, Ingram just ahead of him, and then – I, oh, I, my number 20 is pretty hot, too. It's uh, Jetty Osman. I have him at 20. So, yeah, it's not crazy. Yeah, no, I don't think so. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, he's going to have big opportunity. Again, KP, you're take, talking 30 usage radius out of there. Like, he's gonna, yep. there's going to be opportunities to score. This team doesn't – Beasley's gone. Like, there's so much opportunity to score right now. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and we've seen his own. He could do a little bit. He can kind of fill it up. So, um, still kind of – I mean, he came into the league so, so raw. And, obviously, yep. the Magic judged him too quickly, and they made a mistake. Yep. Um, they definitely should have qualified him last year. But anyways, <sighs> running long here. Man, we have to do this in three parts, apparently. Um, so I'll just run through these names here and just tell me if anybody jumps out. We're going to talk about these a bunch. Um, Josh Hart at 159, I love. I've drafted a lot of De'Aaron Fox, again, because of the issues that I need a point guard to end my draft. Uh, I like Pascal Siakam, like we've been saying. Probably 50-50 he starts. We've mentioned. We've seen Nick Nurse mention he could start. Gallo, I probably won't draft, but he's 183, uh, so you got to consider him there. I like Trey Lyles a lot. Uh, we saw Chris Dempsey mention he thinks he's going to be the fourth leading scorer on the Nuggets, so that's kind of bold from him. Uh, very plugged-in guy. 
Uh, Josh Jackson slipped in there at 208. I think that's kind of wild. I think a guy can really fill it up. Obviously, if he shoots the ball well, that would be big. Um, Colin Sexton, another guy I super, super target. Uh, again, uh, more so than Fox or maybe. I mean, he's going to, he has to go around 100, I think. I think he's going to be good. Um, mentioned I love Jetty Osman. He's th- uh, 232. Derek White's my new boy, especially if Manu retires. And then mentioned KP at 249. Um, I'll run them down. Hart, I'm not that high on. Um, I think there's playing time issues there. Um, uh, Fox, I love. I, I think that's the type of guy. Um, and you mentioned, you know, Sexton, et cetera, and those other rookies that are buzzy and, and get get more attention. Um, I'm a big proponent of investing in guys coming off that uh, undervalued second. You, you know, Fox was disappointing as, as a rookie. There's no two ways about that. But I, I think um, because of that, that he'll be a great value. I love him as, as, a, as a point guard to, to flesh out my roster later in drafts. Um, Siakam, I'm not as high on. I think with OG and obviously Kawhi and those guys in the mix, um, and I'm not ready to give up on. Oh, you t- you're not taking Kawhi, right? We talked about. I think we talked about this. Yeah, uh, I'm tempted to take Kawhi, probably more so than you. I don't think I'll have the stones to pull the trigger on him, um, but uh, I think he'll have a great year. Let's just say that. I don't. I think he'll have a very solid year. Um, so if the if if you know if I get a mid second round pick and he's still there, I, I'll have no hesitant. You know, I have no problem taking him if it's an early second round pick. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I think it's, you know, uh, I would be, I'd be remiss if I didn't have him on at least one of my teams. Let's put it that way. So yeah, I, I'm fine yeah. passing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Too, uh, so too many questions. I'm more confident in him than you. I'm more willing to gamble on his upside. But yeah. I say that now, but when I'm on actually during a draft and there's other healthy guys, um, very talented, healthy guys that have a, have a, have a solid chance to return, you know, top 15 value, I, I may change my tune. Paul, um, like, would, you, would he ever pass Paul George for you? See, I'd be tempted. I'd probably go with George, you know, but I, I think I, I think there's a decent, you know, if I was recommending somebody else, you know, that that I think there's a I think there's a I think there's a least I think there's a close to you know, if not better than fifty percent chance he ends. I, I definitely think he ends up with a better per game average than Paul George, um, but just you know, it, with those early round picks, it's tough to invest in a guy. But well, you know, when we draft, we'll also have a couple weeks of preseason, so I want to make sure that he's. Yeah. Fully, a hundred percent, completely ready, as close to you know, at a hundred percent at the start of training camp. Um, before I give you an answer on that, but if yeah. if I see a couple preseason games and he looks like Kawhi Leonard, um, I'd be willing to I'd be willing to consider taking him over Paul George. No chance for me. Yeah, I'm firmly taking Paul George all day at like pick thirteen, twelve, even even eleven. Man, if I'm sitting there. And I feel like all the wings are gone or something. I'll tell you, I think Paul George is going to be have a huge season. I mentioned my favorite stat: thirty-three point five usage rate without Carmelo on the floor last year. Um, so he's, gonna, I just, I love him. Talk about him a lot. Um, anybody else? Uh, oh, I skipped the, over Jakob Pertl too. The, the the one guy, yeah, I'm not high Pertl again. The, the Spurs are weird. Um, the one guy that I love, and I plan on getting him on ton of drafts is Gallo. Um, he's a guy coming up. I think his value is. Um, dropped far too 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 far. I understand there's certainly injury concerns. Very very realistic to to be con- you know you should be concerned about the injury is injury history. Um, but he looked good and played in an NBA Africa Africa game in August. Um, he says he wants. Oh, to- he didn't. He didn't punch anybody and break his hand this time. <laughs> <laughs> this time he did. <laughs> yeah. uh, 
Shocker. He, he didn't get hurt playing a basketball game? For real? <laughs> he didn't, yes, which is good news. Um, obviously, he won MVP, but that's relatively unimportant. The fact that he played is what's important. He wants to play for his national team. Um, so it sounds like he'll be 100% or as close as Gallo can get to 100%. Um, if the guy plays 65 games um, in a season, I think he'll vastly outproduce his. You know, this is a talented scorer. Um, you know, been a 16, 17 point scorer his entire career. I think he can get there again. Um, as I mentioned, the Clippers have tremendous depth uh, in the backcourt, um, relatively thin on the wing and at small forward slash power forward. Um, so uh, they, they, they do have some depth at, uh, at center as well. Um, but I do think um, that there's an opportunity there for Gallinari um, to to uh, to drastically outproduce his ADP. Um, so for that reason, I will be investing him in him this season. I could certainly get burned, um, but at that stage of the draft, I think it's uh, the the pros should lay away the cons. Um, the upside there makes sense. The second he's questionable, you drop him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. So I feel, I feel definitely some good points. Uh, and then, what do you think of Josh Jackson, Sexton, and Jay Osman? Anybody in there uh, you like a lot? Yeah, I think Osman's um, definitely one of those guys, as we talk about opportunities, key in, in fantasy. Um, so I love him as a late-round flyer. Um, but if he goes too, too high, I'm not willing to invest. Um, but the you know mid to later rounds, um, I think he, he makes certainly more sense. Unless Judge you're drafting I, with me, I think you could probably get him um, 130. Uh, yeah, I think even around 115 I'd be comfortable. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, some, somewhere in that range. Um, I, I'd be pretty content um, to, to spend a pick because I do think there's a decent chance. Of, I don't think there'll be another guy in, you know, in his round that has the chance to average 28, 30 minutes a game. Um, so I like that alone. Um, Sexton, um, it depends on where he goes as well. Where has he been going in drafts? Have you seen? What do you think is a reasonable? Sometimes it's, it's me a lot of times, um, yeah. and I'll take him again around 110. Yeah, I think that sort of makes sense. I think with George Hill there. Um, uh, you know, it, it obviously complicates it a little bit, but if they move George Hill at the deadline, um, which I think is a possibility, um, I could certainly see him being a stud in the second half, and, and I like his fantasy game. So for dynasty leagues, I, I'm, I'm high on Sexton. And Josh, apparently, I'll have one thing. They, apparently, they've approached him twice about a buyout. Right, right. So that, that, that certainly, if, if if he's on the roster, then his value skyrockets. And he gets hurt all the time. True. Good point. Um, and, and Josh Jackson, I'm high in as well. I, I think, uh, you know, he showed over the last month of the season. There's a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a competition in terms of wings there around Phoenix, but um, Bender looked absolutely horrible. Unreal. And, uh, How do you have that much NBA experience and look that bad in summer league? I don't get so it. There's a chance that they have, have given up on him. You know, it's just that in this, in this new coaching staff's first impression of him was obviously in that summer league was, 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 was embarrassing. Um, so I think there's a chance that they kind of, you know, eliminate him from the rotation altogether. Um, so I think, John, you know, because obviously they signed the reason, so that's going to, you know, they, they, they're paying him $50 million, so they're going to play him. Um, and they also drafted, obviously, Bridges uh, in, in the first yeah. round. Is there any more of a big expletive you than what they did to Bender and Chris this offseason? Pretty much, they, they, <laughs> you know that you know you guys have that uh, have run out of patience. With yeah, guys. like they drafted so much front court. Obviously, they drafted my homie Akobo. Yeah, and um, yeah, I haven't drafted Akobo yet, but I think I, I definitely will. You'll but, get it. Spends out fast, and uh, also Brandon Knight's. Uh, let me look at I'm, uh, some other names I didn't write. The Knight is guy that I'm that I'm all over late in drafts. Four twenty seven. Yeah, I guess. so he's way down. There's some other names on my abusing the default rankings. I'm not gonna rattle. I guess I'll I'll rattle, I'll rattle them all off here. Whatever. Um, thanks for listening, guys. So after 150, guys, I wrote down 
Uh, Bomba mentioned a few others. Rudy Gay's 169. Uh, Marvin Bagley's 197. Mench, uh, Mo Harkless, man, he was kind of rolling before he got hurt. Um, yeah. He was like red, red hot, like first, second rounder kind of a guy for that little five game pocket. Um, I'm interested, man. They mentioned they want to shoot threes on this team. So I could see myself taking Harkless late. Mm hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then deeper than that, so after 200, are you in on Stanley Johnson? Um, I saw some ranks from some of our Rotor World guys, and they had him higher than I thought. I can't do it. Um, I'm not touching him. Yeah. I liked him early, but yeah. It's just, okay. he's, his, he's just too erratic. Even yep. not, he's not even consider like he's not even I wouldn't even call him, he's just not good. Like yeah. he has like four or five bright spots a year and that's it. I, I will I will roster him. Yeah. Uh I wrote down Malik Monk. Ideally if you're punting field goal percentage, I think this guy he looks so good uh before he hurt his hand in summer league, obviously small sample. Um Alex Land two fifty three with Sean Holmes two seventy six. Ian Clark, I think that point guard position is interesting, uh, considering how bad Alfred Payton is. Frank Jackson's back on the court, by the way. Um, no one's Noel's three oh two. Imagine turning down seventy million dollars. Uh, the Billy Go, Billy Hernan Gomez, a guy I got my eye on, man. Uh, I think he could usurp slash take away Cody Zeller or Biombo. Again, a high upside guy, double double potential, shoots the ball well from the field. Interested in the Billy Goat? Absolutely. He's one of those guys, you know, when, when uh, people doing their fantasy football drafts, he's in the benefit of, he's not, maybe not as talented as some of the guys that, you know, backup centers that'll be drafted ahead of him, but he's in a position where he could win the starting role and get the majority of carries. And for that reason, if I'm taking a late round flyer on a center, I want him over a potentially more talented player, but has a, you know, is locked in behind a, a you know, stud all-star center. Um, so, so Willie's definitely a guy that, um, I, I plan on drafting late in drafts. Um, a guy I want on my on the on the on the end of my bench heading to the start of the season because I think there's a decent chance um, that he beca- you know that he earns his his spot as a also uh, you know as as a, va- a valuable contributor there. Another thing to keep an eye on with him, he attempted 13 three pointers um, during summer league action. Uh, I think he made five of them, shot like 30 40 percent or something from from three point range. So if he, if he can start taking and making threes, um, that that only increases his value. If he has a big preseason. He his ADP is going to skyrocket absolutely so a couple other bigs that i'd like uh one guy in particular i think i'm alone on this one uh no jonas likes him a little bit zach collins um when they let ed davis walk i think they really made a a statement that they really trust Zach collins to play minutes um blocks potential is definitely there for him um nurk is not the most durable guy yep i love zach collins and i think by letting ed davis walk and then and then re-signing uh nurk um, I think they kind of sent a message that they're comfortable playing Zach Collins at the floor alongside Nurk at the five. Um, and I think that greatly increases his value. I, I love Zach Collins' game. Very fantasy-friendly, can knock down threes, block shots, kind of a, a, you know, a poor man's version of Serge Ibaka, I think. Um, so, so I like Zach Collins a lot. Yeah. Uh, do you like – are you drafting Serge at all, by the, by the way? Jonas has him like ridiculously low, like, like, like power forward like 30 or something. I'm I'm higher on him than that. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, everyone is. Like I have him. Yeah. I think like sixteen, seventeen. So does Steve and Ryan. 
kind of I'd probably be even willing to go 14, 15. Okay. He's one of those guys that, um, you know, that, that, you know, his, 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 his ceiling is, 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 is certainly far, far lower than it, than it once was. But I think his floor is much higher than a lot of other guys in that general area. So again, depending on roster composition, have I gambled? Did I take Kawhi Leonard early in the draft? Then I'm going to, then I'm, then I'm more comfortable with a high floor guy without a high upside, a guy like Serge Ibaka. Yeah, so just two guys I have ahead of him are uh, Jaron Jackson and Paul Millsap. I'd take Millsap, um, but I'd probably take a Bach ahead of Jaron Jackson. Right. Boo. <laughs> um, Zubats. Zupak. Oh, I, I, oh I, interested? No? Eh, I think McGee's going to, you know, they'll, they'll split the minutes fairly evenly there. I think Wagner will get a, get a bunch of minutes. Wagner, rather, will yeah. get a bunch of minutes. Um, so I, I think... Uh, as much as I, I, I would want to talk myself into McGee or, or Tupac or, or Wagner, I think there's going to be a, um, an unfantasy-friendly timeshare for the most part. Holla if you hear me. Um, <laughs> and I also wrote down uh, Kobe Simmons. If he could sneak out the backup job from Shelvin Mack and others, he could be a guy to watch. Henry Ellenson got to watch, especially if I hate think Blake's going to get hurt and I have Jonathan Isaac ahead of him. Um, I got my eye on Antonio Blakeney. I think he could be sneaky. I love what he did in Summer League. G-League's most improved player. Obviously, Harry Giles we talked about. He's not. He hasn't got the ADP boost yet. You can get him in the last round for sure. And then Gary Trent Jr., another blazer. Um, I think he can. He want to give him minutes. They want to shoot the threes a bunch. So those are one other, super deep league guys. One other late round guy, DJ Augustine. He yeah. may end up may end up being the starting point guard. He's like uh, drafting. I drafted him out of necessity. Like, oh my god, I don't have enough point guards. Give me DJ. Yep. Yeah, and but yo, he, he in deeper leagues. That's a, like in our thirty deep league. I hope I get Augustine. You know, he's the type of guy that can be a difference maker in those super deep leagues because he's gonna, he's you know, uh, uh, you know uh, players that you're gonna draft in those late rounds. I mean, he's a really good shot to average twenty five plus minutes a night. He's straight. His competition is straight up trash. Trash. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, he's gonna get minutes again. This team needs offense, so he could be. He's he's gonna be a, not a sexy pick, but. Um, maybe Isaiah Briscoe gives him minutes because I don't think Jerry Grant's going to give him any competition. Exactly. All right, so we are out of here on that. We talked about Yahoo rankings for pretty much an hour and a half <laughs> with the two podcasts. That's what we do here. So, yeah, we'll probably do more ESPN breakdowns. I've got more notes, a lot of cool notes in here um, in the draft guide. There were some really nice ones. Oh, my favorite one that I looked up, I tweeted it out too. Um, John Collins is fouls per... 36 uh, over the last month or so. So over, over the last few years, uh, the, the last months of 2018. So in January, 5.0. February, 4.1. March, 3.8. April, 2.5. So sharp downtrend on fouling. Love that. Love Collins all day. Before we get out of here, I will get let you go on record. I got my first draft tonight. I got a draft Tuesday and a draft Wednesday. Give me your three or five guys or whatever your guys that you need to walk away from your fantasy football drafts this year. Is there, is there anybody you're in love with? Who's who's on your brand right now? I had John Ross, and I got him in the last round of my draft on Saturday, and he had a big touchdown. He's going to go higher. I like him a lot. Um, I have been after Manny Sanders a lot. Um, okay. uh, my friends that I help draft, they have got Manny Sanders on all their teams. Uh, lining up in the slot a bunch. We know Keenum likes to use the slot guy, so I think he's going to be pretty awesome. Um, rookie running backs for sure. Um, I got your boy Carrion Johnson pretty late. Um, but who else am I taking? Uh, I want to tight. One one thing I've learned 
take if you can get a tight end in round if you can take a tight end whether it be Gronk late round two, Kelsey early round three, or Ertz probably early round four, that helps you uh, if you're in a shallowish kind of league or you're only playing two and two in a flex. Um, I think that's a big big bonus. So I'm on high on taking a tight end um, when you can. If you don't get those three, then you can just wait and get like. Njoku or a lot of other guys who kind of fall. So if you don't, again, if you don't get Kelsey, Gronk or Ertz, I would just wait it out. Uh, quarterbacks obviously super deep. Um, I think Mariota is going to be sneaky, man. Uh, this team's going to throw the ball more. I think he has more weapons. Deion Lewis being a kind of a, a catch back. I think that gives him another weapon as well. Um, his receivers aren't the best, but I think he can produce. Uh, so I like him. I obviously, I like Cam. I, I like Drew Brees. Uh, I love Mahomes. I've drafted him before. So sorry, that was more than like one or two names. But <laughs> And also, too, uh, too bad you're drafting tonight because we are going to have Mr. Roto-Pat uh, on on Thursday to kind of go more in-depth. I'm just kind of a basketball player. Boy, it's my hobby to love football. But those are some guys I've taken. But my team I drafted on Saturday is pretty dope. Uh, you send it to me. That, that's a stack squad. Yeah, yeah tight, make a good point on tight end because there's a, there's an argument to be made that there's so much depth there. Um, but you're right. There is value to not having to worry about because if you wait late, there's a, a a decent chance that you end up dro- dropping the guy you mm. take or or you know dropping a, a, your six wide receiver to pick up a second tight end and trying to you know guess and mismatch. You know there's some value there just in terms of peace of mind of having either Grock or Kelsey. I'm not as I'm not as high on Ertz as, as you know I, I think those other two are in the tier by themselves. But if you do have Gronk or or Kelsey, that there's there's some peace of mind that starting those guys every week and not have to worry about um, you know playing matchups and you know who you know who, who, if does their does the other team's opponent have a you know have a linebacker that can cover guys you know you know you know split with tight ends so um, that, that, that's something I will keep in mind. Kelsey all day round three even pick I, even pick yeah. one round three like if I draft early and I get Gurley and DJ and I come back and get maybe AJ Green or somebody like that I love AJ Green by the way uh, I'm all day taking Kelsey round three like no questions for me. I, I wish I would have a little more data size in terms of Mahomes and his, but you assume that if he doesn't throw bombs, he'll probably check down and, and, and you know and, and hit receivers quickly as he as he tries to get his feet underneath them. Um, one thing with Mahomes, I, I think there's a, a pretty decent chance he leads the NFL in, in interceptions. Um, so you, that's one thing you want to check your league settings: how how, how punitive are interceptions um, in your league uh, comparative to touchdowns, etc. Because um, I think you'll get some big big plays out of him obviously with that rocket arm um, but I think in accuracy and just trying to get comfortable and familiar with position um, is, uh, is is going to you know there's going to be some some down days in there. Yeah I'll run my whole team down uh, Cam Gurley at pick 5 which is insane. Someone took Saquon Barkley at 4 like okay. Uh, sexy Rexy Burkhead AJ Green, Mike Evans, Ertz uh, Manny Sanders, Robbie Anderson um, issues this, this time about possible suspension I saw today uh, mentioned your boy Carry on Johnson. Uh, Ronald Jones, I got like 120. I don't think he's very good, but I had to take him at 120. Took Tyler Lockett, Kenny Galladay. I think he's going to be baller. Uh, I love Bilal Powell. He goes super late. I think he's going to be better than Isaiah Crowell, especially PPR. Took Dante Moncrief. Got targeted a bunch uh, after the Marquise Lee injury, so I thought that was a good pickup. Uh, took Frank Gore just because I needed a running back. And then John Ross, my boy. Um, he's one of my favorite late-round targets. Um, I got the 10th pick tonight. You it's, are gonna hopefully get um, Hopkins, I think. Stand, st- standard league, non PPR. Ah, I would still probably take Hopkins there. You would? I think so. 
And there's so many late running backs. Like I feel like in picks, they're 45 to 60. You could really rack them up. Um, would you take Hopkins? Uh, no, Barkley would be gone. This is a New York based. I would take Hopkins over Barkley. Easy. I'm not drafting Barkley, man. He's hurt. I'm hurt. Ham. Uh, soft muscle in the preseason, dude. Rookie. Terrified. Hopkins coming back down. There's a, you, you. You think Hopkins is a clear wide receiver too? Yeah, I think so. You take him ahead, pretty clearly ahead of OBJ. Uh, of Beckham yeah. and Julio. Yeah. Uh, Julio's close, but I would I would lean Hopkins just because I trust him more. And Julio, obviously the down stat season, but he's also a little injury prone. Melvin Gordon or Fournette, those would probably be my That's options. That's tough, dude. That's a tough one. I love both those guys. You like them both more than Hunt? Do you, you think it, it, I like Hunt like... too. I know. I like all those guys. I, I'm, 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 I'm picking receiver, I feel like, but... Because then I had it's to pick a, one, I'd probably, I'd, I mean, I think the Chiefs' offense is going to be good, so I'd probably lean Hunt. It's a twelve-teamer, so I can probably. You would lean Hunt ahead of Gordon Fournette. Yeah, barely, but it's it's close. Like I know a lot. Uh, we saw Melvin Gordon's catches go up last year, so he could be superstar. And plus, yeah, Chiefs Chargers Week One, Chiefs defense looks like a disaster. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's and that's also a good point for Chiefs offense too. Like if they're gonna give up a lot of True. points, obviously. That's also I love Kelsey, man. Like yes. So, so yes. I would say again, that's probably my one takeaway. Draft. draft I, I Kelsey, think I'd man. rather Kelsey around later than Gronk, and certainly around. I agree. Than- I agree. I drafted for someone yesterday, and I was like, all right, I want to get a tight end here, picking kind of earliest round two, so I don't think Kelsey's gonna fall. Took Gronk and Kelsey fell in round three, and I was like, oh, I wish I could have that pick back, but yeah. it's all good. All right, brother. All right, long pod. It's uh, football season. Again, we'll have Mr. Rotopat uh, on for Thursday to talk more football. So I'm pumped, man. i got a big, big draft weekend coming up. So i going to be ready for that. All right, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean Every time. Because messes happen. Because... Yeah, the charcoal mess. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed.